The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoie Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoie Knowles, the Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. This special episode of Lead Tennessee Radio is being recorded as our state and nation respond to the global pandemic. For our first several episodes, we interviewed the leaders of the Tennessee House and Senate. But now we're shifting our focus to the men and women who are leading the efforts to extend broadband to the unserved areas of our state. Our member companies are on the front lines of connecting the unconnected and their CEOs are the leaders not only at their companies, but also in their communities and in the broadband industry at large. Today, we continue this series of Lead Tennessee Radio with Charlie Boring. Charlie is the general manager of BTC Fiber in Pikeville, Tennessee. BTC Fiber serves approximately 10,000 customers in Bledsoe and Sequatchie counties. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's begin by talking a little bit about your operation and how it's been impacted by the pandemic. What kinds of adjustments have you had to make to continue serving your customers in a timely fashion? Uh, well, we've had to make several. Of course, one of the biggest things is protecting uh, our customers and our employees. One of our bigger things is making sure that all of them are using uh, their per- personal protective equipment. We have also reduced the amount of employees at the office. Uh, we have sent several home to work. Everyone is still working, but uh, we've sent several home to uh, be able to do what they could. Of course, you have a bunch that that can't. So uh, we've just made sure that they are uh, using their personal protection equipment, and we have bought more hand sanitizer in the past years than I ever thought we would. Uh, We have 40 gallon of it, and we go through it pretty quick. So uh, some of the major things that we have done, which our work has increased totally, I mean, it's almost doubled due to this, which is just evidence of how much broadband is needed. So uh, just doing everything we can, using the personal protection and keeping your social distancing. Well, it's, it's created a new environment for, all, for our entire industry and particularly the, uh, the smaller community-based companies. And I know that you're doing a lot and we appreciate your efforts. And also that increased workload, I'm sure those folks that, that didn't have a broadband before is, has really seen the need to have broadband today. Yes, yes, they have. This has also been a particularly active uh, weather season. I know some have been affected more than others, and Tennessee, you know, normally has some some kind of rough weather in the spring and in the fall. Uh, how has uh, BTC fared during this weather season? We've done fairly well. I mean, we've had a few uh, minor instances compared to what uh, Twin Lakes and them have had, but uh, it seems like every storm, you know, you'll have two or three lines down, four or five poles broke, so we're just managing that and continuing to move forward through all that. Well, that's good. I hope you continue to um, survive the weather season and, and make it through that because it's just one more thing you have to worry about when you have yeah. a tornado or a storm move through uh, on top of the pandemic and just your normal operations. It is. Uh, ATC Fiber recently received a grant from the state of Tennessee's Broadband Accessibility Program. The grant was for $1.5 million, which is nearly the maximum you can get almost, so it's a, yeah. it's a really good, good grant which you will match, of course, to serve parts of Bledsoe County. Tell us a little bit about that project. 
Well, that project, we have five major exchanges. Uh, this is going to actually take care of the entire exchange of one of those, which is our Pottwell Exchange. Uh, we asked for $1.5 million, but the entire project is going to be somewhere in the range of 4 to $5 million. So we're going to keep working, and, and that will take care of uh, a lot of areas where we, uh, you know, we've just not had uh, some of the best broadband. I mean, we've had great broadband out there. It's just that they need the higher speeds and putting the fiber out there for them. So we're going to take in several miles of, uh, of fiber. I don't have that, that number with me now, but I'm wanting to say it's somewhere around 150 mile to 160 mile of fiber. Wow, that's great, Charlie. Um, again, I want to commend uh, BTC for the effort you're doing and, and for the money you're committing and your board's progressing this to get uh, fiber out there. And um, I, I think we'll, uh, of course, we've always been concerned about take rates and, and penetration rates in, in the rural areas. And I, I think that with the, the one thing the pandemic has done, it's created an increased uh, demand for uh, broadband and increased our take rates that more than we'd ever expect. We appreciate uh, everything that you're doing for the consumers of Tennessee and, and uh, good job. Thank you. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, BTC will add its own matching funds. In your case, more than 50%, you're probably adding about two thirds or more uh, of your own funds for this uh, investment. Uh, why is such a public private partnership important to help solve the problem in, in rural Tennessee? Well, you know, this is kind of what we're looking at. We have done 20% of our service area in fiber build-out. Um, you know, that's not a lot. But what we have done is we have taken care of 45%, near 50, of our customer base. So the remaining 80%, you're not going to get that return on your investment out of it. So that's the reason we have to have that extra money is for those outer lying areas where it's just not feasible to actually be able to build out there and get return on your money for that. So we have to have, you know, those partnerships to be able to move forward and to be able to give everyone in our service area the broadband that they need. Right. Uh, I, I think that uh, the average uh, consumer doesn't really realize how capable intensive that broadband really is. I mean, I know we've heard uh, the state mention that they've uh, – that they're putting in $20 million and they're going to serve so many thousand customers. But like in your case, you're, you're talking about this one project been uh, over $4 million and how many customers would that serve? Do you, you have any idea? In uh, we're looking at around three to 400. See, so that that's a very capital intensive proposition. And uh, uh, if you're in a metropolitan area, it could be 500 customers per mile. Or, yes. Or more and and yeah. then in in your in a rural area, I, I think I attended one of your public forums, and I think you were talking about having maybe four subscribers per mile. Yes, we've actually done a little bit more research of that. Of course, whenever you start breaking all this down, looking at all that, we've come down to about you know we're we're looking at about four access lines per route mile, and uh, you know we have installed somewhere along the range of about 300 miles of fiber since 2016 at a cost of about $11 million, you know? So, and as I said, we've probably read, you know, five, 6,000 people. Right. You know, right. so it's, uh, it's just, that's not enough people to be able to afford 
doing what we're doing without partnerships like that to help us. Actually, great point. And uh, I would want to mention too, you said you had 25% of your, of your fiber network complete, but that doesn't mean your other subscribers can't get broadband. You, you no. have lots of broadband provided, but it's just not fiber to the home. Yeah. So you use other technologies. Yeah, we are 100% broadband coverage. I mean, everyone can get at least 10-1. At their house, uh, I mean, and that is a hundred percent of our customers are at that point. You know, right. we're just looking for the future now, and what we're trying to do is future-proof our part, our uh, our network. That, that's exactly right. But sometimes, um, when folks think of uh, broadband, they think of fiber to the home only. But there's other right. technologies and ways to provide broadband. And but you're right. Once you get in those hundred meg or five hundred yeah. meg or a gig service, it does take fiber. To, but you can provide modern service to everyone in your network so that already and you're just up supplementing your network to get those higher speeds yes again commend commend uh you and and, and btc for your efforts and the money you're putting into this project let's talk a little bit more about your fiber program you said you have how much fiber do you say you deployed in your network so far as of right now like i said it's been about 300 miles uh since 2016 that that's great that's great have you received any other state or federal grants other than the one we talked about? This is the second state grant that we have got. Uh, we are actually working right now with two ARC grants that will cover another exchange that we're working in. Uh, we have applied for one and it's been accepted and working on the second one. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think we've already been accepted for it. So work is fixed to start. We're going to open bids up in May for the first one. And that will be in our Fall Creek Falls exchange area. And the other one also lies in the Fall Creek Falls exchange area. So hopefully we're going to start the first one in May and the second one somewhere around June or July. That's fantastic because um, you have to use every every um, revenue stream possible to make these things work. And it sounds like you're kind of shaking the bushes to make sure you get every dollar you can for, for the consumers of Bledsoe and Sequatchie counties. Again, congratulations. Thank you. What do you expect for the next two or three years? You, you, you expect you continue to invest in fiber and expand your network or what's your, what's your plans? Well, our plans, and we, we have a, uh, you know, of course, most of my employees, and that's one thing I have to be careful about. They're about ready to kill me now because we're trying to be so aggressive on this fiber. But, uh, you know, our hopes is that in 2025, we're going to be 100% fiber to the home. Uh, we truly believe that we will accomplish that before. So, yes, our plans are of working over the next, you know, two, three, four year of putting as much fiber up as possible. And that's that's our goal. And we've already got that plan laid out. And without any major problems, that's what we're going to continue to do. Wow, that's that's very aggressive. Uh, going going from uh, 25 or 30 percent a day to 100 um, percent in four and a half or five years. That, that's that's fantastic. That's no wonder your employees are, are, are wanting to back up a little bit. <laughs> uh, they've been great. I don't want to say, I mean, I joke when I say that, but they have been great. And, you know, it, this is their community, and, and they, they feel pride in what they do, and they take it personal. So that's, uh, you know, they love doing it. Right, right. Yeah, I know a lot of them, and they, they're truly dedicated employees and individuals. They, they, they're, you are a community-based uh, company, and, and when uh, – when something affects the community, it affects them too, it's just like anyone else. So they want to do what's best for their community. And uh, it, it's it's good to be in that position where you have a lot of yeah. good, dedicated, loyal employees. 
let's circle back uh, a minute to the to the crisis we find ourselves in, both on the state and national level. It's a multifaceted crisis, and it's a health crisis first and foremost. But it's also an education crisis. All the schools are out until hopefully next fall. But I mean, who knows? Even at that point, it's a job crisis. We've seen the latest numbers over the last few days where could exceed 20%, 25% unemployment nationwide. And it's a financial crisis. The stock market's been totally up and down the last several weeks. There's like, it's not like anything we've ever seen in our lifetime. So what does this do to the urgency that we, you see that we have to connect all Tennesseans to a reliable broadband network? Uh, I think it's imperative. Uh, you know, where we're at now, I have talked with both of our major school systems that we serve in our area, and that's talking with them about setting up some type of program that we can work through in case something like this ever happens. And there's also those people in our area. You know, we're, we're probably in one of the poorest counties in the state. So, uh, you know, we have some folks that just can't afford to do what, what needs to be done. And I don't, don't want those kids to be left out. So what we're going to try to do is work some type of program out with the school systems that we can aid them in being able to get some broadband and things like that. And we've also put up some hotspots throughout our communities, free hotspots that people can go to now and use that don't have broadband to do their schoolwork, uh, online classes and such as that. So those are things that we're going to try to continue to do over the next few years and work some programs through the school system that maybe we can uh, aid those students that aren't financially able to do what they need to do. Oh, that's that's great. I know that um, uh, those um, parents totally appreciate you, you putting up those hotspots because uh, um, it costs Blitzel money or BTC money and to do that, and uh, you're making another commitment to your community that um, you didn't have to, but you want to. So that yeah. that's very, that, that's commendable for you and your company to do that. Well, thank you, Charlie. My guest today has been Charlie Boring, general manager of BTC Fiber. You've been listening to Lead Tennessee Radio, produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperatives and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you for listening today. <laughs>